face-to-face healthy relationship talk radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships learn why honor beauty leadership and self-help is important for your empowerment get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health also listen to proven strategies to avoid major inner relationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away now here's your relationship specialist and host dia six you're listening to the elders tribute of historical figures into honoring and appreciating their gifts of contribution to society's solution right now Okay, you guys, I have to I might have to let you guys know why I am tickled. I can't tell you guys right now, but I just asked our guest a question and oh my goodness, I am so tickled. Anyways, good day, beautiful people. How are you? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Especially if this is your first time, okay? What took you so long in the first place? So I want to thank all of our listeners, okay, for joining in today. I am your relationship specialist and host, Daya Six, and I can't take up too much time because we have an elder who is blessing us with her presence today, okay? So I think we need to get straight into today's topic. Um, Roy, I hope that we are streaming everywhere from Toginet, from HRT Radio, because this is going to be a huge, another huge event, right? Today's topic is your relationship with, of course, your elders. And yes, we are paying tribute to our elders and their contribution to society, the eldest tribute of historical figures interview, right? Listen, you guys, we have an elder present who has put her stamp on life deliciously and continues to feed the earth with her words of love, of encouragement, of um, intellectual teachings. I mean, the list goes on with her. And she's one of the most intellectual poets that I adore personally. This is why I had to have her on the show. Okay. And she is finally mine. And I'm sharing her with you all today on the show. See, I'm not greedy. So check this out. I have a question though, that has been on my mind. Like I've been boggling this question for over 25 years. When I heard her make a statement and she doesn't even know what it is but i'm going to ask her that question okay so i want you guys to stay tuned to see if i get my answer all right also right here because she is going to allow us to pick her brain a bit okay and hopefully retrieve some history that will help the youth with their narratives this is going to be another delicious topic so i hope you came to eat because we're here to bring you information your regular doctors, friends, and parents just can't tell you. Roy, we got this, right? That's what I'm talking about. Get your plates, spoons, forks, and just listen. I want you guys to get ready to eat. Even if you have to eat with your hands, okay? Because we have an American poet, commentator, activist, and educator. One of the world's most well-known African-American poets that covers topics ranging in race and social issues to children's literature. She's won numerous awards, you guys, like the Langston Hughes Medal, the NAACP Image Award, okay? And... She's been nominated for a Grammy Award. Oprah Winfrey said, hey, I'm going to name her as one of the 25 most living legends. And she did. (laughs) For decades, this woman has been brave enough to discuss social issues, human relations, and one of my favorites, hip hop. 
really no introduction you guys is needed. So let's welcome to the show the one and only Miss Nikki Giovanni. Miss Giovanni, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I am so fine. You know I'm happy to have you on the show, right? I'm I'm delighted to be uh, to be on the show. It's Nikki. <laughs> Nikki yes, Giovanni Nick- makes me sound old. <laughs> Oh, I got you, Ma. You know what? Listen, my, you know what? I can't do it because guess what? My mother is listening. She would, Mama would take me and like drag me by my shirt and say, I know you didn't call her Nikki. So you, I'm, okay, listen, Mom, you heard what she said, right? She said it's Nikki, not Miss Giovanni. Mama, Mama's going to hit me upside the head. Anyways, you know, uh, I had mother, to bring you onto the show uh, because you. I read you right, but uh, mm-hmm. it's okay. Tell her it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll tell her. I'll tell her it's okay. So my question is to you is, first of all, I wanted to know because it's hard to be a poet, just like it's hard to be a comic, right? I think poetry is even harder to be successful at than even comedy. How did you become so successful at poetry, putting your thoughts together on paper and getting the emotional response out of people? I really think that writing, uh, and, and I am a poet, but um, there are other, you know, you have, have uh, uh, August Wilson is a great playwright, and of course the great late Tony Morrison is the world, uh, one of the world's greatest novelists. But, yeah. you know, um, I have a new book uh, coming out, by the way, and uh, the book is called Make Me Rain, and I wanted to give a shout out to Marvin Gaye, who was one of our best uh, uh, composers. And Woo! I think that anytime. Yeah, anytime I think you put your heart into something and, and the people are kind enough to to listen, to, to give you a chance, I think that that's what's wonderful. That is what's wonderful. So you said Marvin Gaye. Oh, my goodness. One of my favorites. One of the greatest. Right? Oh, so why- you know, I've really wondered why we haven't had uh, uh, what's going on. Why what's going on hasn't been made into an opera by now. Didn't you wonder that? Mm-hmm. It's a great opera. I mean, he really did put his heart and soul into that war and what was wrong with the war and how people responded. And I've often, I said, you know, I don't know music well enough to do it. I said, why hasn't somebody made that into an opera? Because it's fabulous. (sighs) Be fabulous, wouldn't it? It would be remarkable. Did you guys just hear that? Somebody needs to take heed to this. (laughs) Somebody needs to take (laughs) heed. Yeah, because, and you know what? It's still relevant today. See, that's, and I guess that's when you know. You're listening to great words, whether it's on paper, whether it's on music, right? Because it never ages, right? It never that's gets true. old. It always stays relevant. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very mm. true. And and for the Stevie Wonder fans, I didn't mean that Stevie Wonder isn't brilliant. It's just that Marvin really nailed that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? So why did you so why did you give a shout out to him specifically? Did you now have you ever met him? No, I didn't. Uh, he, you know, he he, he was um, unfortunately, um, you know, murdered by his his father and yeah, uh, a lot of other things. I, I I'm not from Detroit. I'm uh, a Cincinnatian, and mm-hmm. I did spend time in Detroit because of uh, Broadway. Uh, not Broadway. Excuse me. Uh, Broadside Press was there, and we would go up. And I was teasing. Uh, I don't know if you remember Pearl Clegg, who is also a, an extraordinary writer. But uh, Reverend Clegg, her father, who was very important to the civil rights movement, and mm-hmm. Reverend Clegg would always want somebody to babysit his daughters because he had to go out. And we were living in a time where, you know, he might have gotten 
shot and might not have had to go home. So he was always looking for somebody to, you know, well, who will stay with my daughters, with, with Pearl and her, her sister. And I thought, well, you know, it, if the choice is I could go out and I could get shot or I could stay home and take care of the girls, I'm going to take care of the girls. So mm-hmm. I always volunteered. <laughs> Pearl said, you care of us, but I always volunteered to take care of us. I said, well, we all lived, didn't we? Now, you know, what? I'm going to share something on this. I'm going to share something on this show, because when I first heard uh, Diana Ross do her tribute song to um, <laughs> to Marvin Gaye as a uh-huh. child, you know what song I'm talking about, Miss Giovanni? No, tell me uh, the one the one where she goes tell me where the road turns so you getting me to sing i'm not even a singer um, i'm missing yeah. you Ooh, they say oh, yeah, that she yeah. dedicated that to him that's what i oh, was told or i think i heard grown adults speaking about that uh-huh. no i, I didn't I, know that but i, I know the song and okay. i'm a fan you know i was i was uh sad when uh the Supremes broke up, but I, I could understand why. But it was like, oh no, they were great. Uh, I ran into to uh, Nora recently, and uh, you know they, that was a great group. And Detroit really made the music, and then you know the music moved to Philadelphia. So you got Patti LaBelle and that whole that whole group, and it, uh, it, it the music has, has continued, and it, it's been a wonderful thing. It really yeah. has been wonderful. Yeah, it has. And speaking of music, you know, I am from Michigan. So, you know, just to let you know, I am from Michigan. But <laughs> but we are getting ready to also um, um, celebrate independent artists with feel good frequency music. So it's so funny that you brought that up because, uh, you know, I read that you were even into hip hop. Are you into hip hop, Miss Giovanni? Oh, well, I wouldn't say into, but yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was yeah. there just a little bit before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know you're a little bit before. But you know, so but I'm trying to reverse what music is giving out today. You know what I'm saying? I'm challenging the artists on um that who's gonna be a part of HRT to make music with feel good frequency, you know? Because we have uh-huh. to bring we have to bring it we have to bring it right back um right back in full circle because I think we've lost the value of it, you know, mm. um this generation, shall I say. But, I don't know, you know, people Everybody picks on the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I remember, of course, uh, because of my age, I remember the L- NAACP, Roy Wilkins, was very upset with Martin Luther King Jr. He thought that Martin shouldn't be out there with people walking and stuff. Martin, of course, was very upset with SNCC, with Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, because he thought that John Lewis and them, and, and we're sending a lot of love out to John, he thought that, that they were too militant. John and, and SNCC, were, were not uh, happy with the Panthers because they thought, well, the Panthers, you know, and carrying guns. Every generation is, is um, uh, trying to control the next generation. And mm. I think uh, I'm, I'm not a hip-hop uh, person like that. Uh, I was very uh, proud, of course, uh, when, when Tina Marie did that. And Nikki Giovanni, just to name a few, I was like, yes. oh, my God. Yes, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kanye West's mother was a, a fan, and that's why Kanye said things about me that was very nice, you know, if you hear mm-hmm. his music. And, of course, Prince, who was not really hip-hop, but Prince was a lot of other things, and he did that. Uh, I, I, I thought Richard should be ashamed of himself. He did that. Uh, uh, I saw a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex scene. And yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. Prince, you can't do that. I'm too old for you to do that. But, um, <laughs> you know, speaking of, of Prince, and, and that was a loss. Prince was a loss, yeah. and I wish that, um, I wish he could have, he was not a drug addict, and, and I'm always right. saying that because people 
know that he died of, of an overdose, but he was in pain. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that, you know, you have to accept, I'm, I'm, I'm older and, and I think it's a good idea. I recommend it. But, uh, mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Okay. We're going to pause right there. We're going to pause right there because we're going to come up on a commercial. Can you believe that? That came back so quick, so fast. You guys, we'll be right back with more from the wonderful speaker activist, Miss Nikki Giovanni. You guys don't go anywhere because we got a lot of questions. Let's see if she allows us to pick her brain. Okay. Stay with us. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Bringing information your doctors, friends, and parents can't tell you. Only on HRT Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. We will be right back in 30 seconds. A smart message for independent artists. HRT is now Now. supporting independent artists. Sign Sign up for radio rotation. Online interviews. Top 100 to top 10 contest countdown. Prizes. And more. Get your music heard. Be sure to check HRT Radio. Number one for independent artists. Radio where it's at. Need relationship advice? Send your letter to Dear Daia, your relationship column. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. You're listening to The Elders Tribute of Historical Figures Interview. I think that the only thing that's changed in the last, uh, since Martin Luther King, since uh, 54, I think the only thing that's really changed is the black woman. And, and what she no, said I don't think she's changed. I think she's become more visible. I think she's changed. Because there was a time, let's say my mother, you know what I mean, my aunts and things like that, they would say, okay, if that's the way you establish your manhood, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my generation says, hey, mm-hmm. no good. Okay. You must okay. establish I'll a agree. new base. I agree with and, that. And we are as a group demanding that a new base be established. Yeah, but be careful as a woman and what you demand of a man. I demand that he be a man. Yeah, but you can't because say, you, the but you provision can't, part. Yeah, but you can't say you demand it. You have to, you have to suggest it. Well, that, that's your <laughs> ego that says that. No, I, I demand it. Now, you deal with that. All right. Okay, I'll even, I'll even, I'll even, I'll even go with that. I demand that you be a man, and I don't think that that's asking too much. Because if I wanted a provision, you know, say I would get a camper, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. at the camera that provides things. You know what I mean? You, you get an army surplus kit mm-hmm. that provides mm-hmm. things. I need a man. <laughs> I need a man. Epic. <laughs> One of the most epic interviews that have ever been recorded that was miss nikki giovanni and james baldwin you guys and if you guys haven't heard that oh my goodness you are totally behind in time i had to bring that to our attention because when i saw that i said i have to ask her a question a significant question okay and that question is you know you said that, you know, your aunts and um, your, your your mom, you know, that they established, you know, that they was OK with the way that a man established, you know, his manhood. They was all for it. Right. And then, Miss mm-hmm. Giovanni, you said your generation says, hey, you must establish a base and a base must be established. And then I said, well, goodness gracious. I said, but wow, my generation says I don't really need your establishment. I'm trying to figure out, as of today, based off that last interview, well, that interview that you had with Mr. Baldwin, you know, you know, you know, I'm saying, oh, my goodness, have have times really changed so much? Are we losing ourselves? Are we gaining ourselves? What's happening there with the relationship between the man and woman, especially the black man and woman? I, I, well, now you're talking to an old woman, but Mm -hmm. I I think that uh, black (laughs) No, I mean, it, it, it makes a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very, very proud of my generation, and I think that the men have done a better job. Jimmy and I were arguing about his generation, essentially, because he's saying, you don't understand what we went through, we being the men. And I'm saying that, you know, we went through it, too. <laughs> so, you know, get over it. But yeah. um, I think that, that young men today are working through, young black men are working through who they want to talk to. Can I use that? Can I say it like that? Because I think that a lot of energy has been wasting, wasted trying to talk to white people, trying to tell white people, well, we're as good as you are. Well, we, we should be equal. They go through all of that. And, and you know, you realize now you don't care. <laughs> we, mm. Getting rid of segregation was good, but it was only good because we got tired of white boys coming into the black community and raping our women and lynching our men. And once they would stop doing that, you know, we, we're going on about our business. And I think it's, it's been a problem to white people because you end up with a Donald Trump who is jealous. And you just can't get away whatever else. There's a lot wrong with Donald Trump. He's evil and crazy. But he's mm. jealous of black people. And he's always trying to find black, and I should say, and brown people. And he's always trying to find a reason that he says, oh, I'm not worried about it. But you are. He's very much worried about what we do. He wants to be a, 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 a celebrity. He wants to hang around with us. You know, he, he and, and Michael Jackson were good friends, which I think, you know, may have caused, Mike, caused uh, Michael his life because you don't hang around with the devil without knowing at some point you're going to have to pay a price. But, um, you know, I, I think that, that black people, I think the black women have always known we were not interested. Our audience, if I may, our audience was not white America. Our audience was our children. Mm-hmm. And I think that it becomes extremely important as we're looking at, at young black men and what they're trying to, to do for them to understand their audience is us. This mm-hmm. is who they've got to talk to. And that's what I was trying to say to Jimmy. Mm. Yeah, because that was a powerful interview. And I said, when I saw that interview, I said, oh, my goodness. Cause, and it's so funny because, you, you know... <laughs> 
when you said to him <laughs> you said oh you said um you said to him uh no you're gonna understand what i'm saying you know i said look at this look at this young woman go you know you were so brave in that interview and um <laughs> And, you know, I, I appreciate that interview because it it made me think and say to myself, it's OK to be brave and say what you feel when the time has presented itself. Right. You know, yeah, and I think so that it, that it is. And mm-hmm. I think, well, of course, I think there's just nothing greater. And, and uh, if you're looking at my work, you know, the one thing is there's just nothing on earth greater than the black woman. And without the strength and sensibility of the black woman, America could not exist. So I'm very proud to be a black woman, and I'm very proud of, of of being surrounded by my ancestors, which is not to say I'm not proud of, of black men, because I have a son, and he's a man. But I think that what you're really trying to, to, to recognize here, again, uh, the term is simply your audience. And those who have recognized who we're talking to and what we're talking about, is uh, it's, it's it's just incredible because once you understand who you're talking to, you you, you your whole uh, your whole way of looking at things uh, changes. And uh, I don't know if you're a Christian or not, and I don't know if your audience is, and I am, but that's not what it's about. But you know, I wanted to say this. You know, we're always talking about Jesus loves us, and mm-hmm. I've been giving that a lot of thought. I hope He does, but it's not who Jesus loves; it's who loves Jesus, and. Mm-hmm. Our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers taught us that. It wasn't a question of Jesus loved them. It was a question of they learned to love Jesus. And that let them lean on the everlasting arms. And that's what got them through all of this craziness. And as we're trying to go through Donald Trump, that's what we're learning now. What's important is not what, what's, what's going on, but how we're responding to it. Hmm. Well, you know, when you look at society now, right, and you see all of the all of the Caucasian white people, they're always calling the cops on black people. What do you think that white people fear the most from from people of color, from African-Americans? I, I really I can't I figure it out. <laughs> I, I think it's a jealousy. You say fear, I say jealous. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if they wouldn't come into our communities, we'd never we, we would go into theirs and cut the grass and come home. Or cook the meals and come home, collect our check and come home. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. With, with, I, I don't understand. I really don't. But as I say, I, I, I grew up in, in the in the Baptist church, and my grandmother, and I, I'm, you know, after you reach a certain point, you try to remember what the old lady said, what your ancestor said, and I mm-hmm. remember that. You know, they always said that. You know, it's important to remember Jesus loves you. And then I was going back through it, and I thought, oh no. It's important to remember who you love. And mm-hmm. I love my grandmother. I love but my grandfather was, was a great man. My grandfather would never dream of hitting my grandmother. Never, would never occur to him. And so I resented my father who took his frustrations. And that's what Jimmy and I were talking about. He took his frustrations out on my mother. Well, why would you hit somebody who was only there trying to love you? Why would you do that? That, that, that. That doesn't make sense. And then you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, well, you know, nobody understands me. Well, you, nobody has to understand you. You have to understand yourself. Hmm. That is so epic. And speaking of, you know, our ancestors, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about 
some of the things that your grandparents or your mother seen that trickle down to you to what's going on right now. You know, I think about this all the time and I, and I don't know if this is a waste of time to think about, but I said to myself, I wonder if our ancestors would be proud of us or would they be ashamed? Because I don't think that, you know, I think that energy transfers, you know, I don't think that it dies out. I just think that it transfers. And I think that because we're stuck in these bodies that maybe we can't really have an ideology of what goes on after we leave these bodies. But, you know, a part of me says something has to keep the movement going. And I said to myself, you know, are our ancestors, you know, looking and saying, oh, yeah, I'm proud of them or, oh, my goodness, they've regressed. What do you think? I think they, they're proud of us. There's an old spiritual. I love the spirituals, by the way. And there's mm-hmm. a spiritual that, that says, uh, you know, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. Every round goes higher and higher. I think they'd be proud of us. Like, I am proud of your generation. You're, you're a lot younger than I am. And I yes, have a ma'am. granddaughter. And I'm really, I, I just can't wait. And I'm, I'm not trying to put any pressure on her. But I can't wait. She's only 14 now. To watch what, as she grows up, the things that she's going to take up. I think they'd be very proud. I think, I think they're sitting up in heaven saying, well, they, they, we got through that and now we're going to get through this. <laughs> it's why I don't worry. You may or may not be aware of that. I don't worry. And I mentioned Donald Trump because I hate him, but I don't worry about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm, he doesn't scare mm-hmm. me. I'm not afraid. Somebody says, oh, what'll happen in the next eight years? Whatever happens with Donald Trump has nothing to do with me. Because I come from a people that have been through everything, that have come through middle passage, that have come through being bought and sold, and we have made it, and we have had a song that we sang, and we have moved on. I think that they would be very proud of us. They'd be very proud of you, because now you have a radio show. You're on the radio, and somebody's sitting there 200 years over there, you know, 200 years back, and they're saying, see, that's my baby's on the radio. My baby got a radio show. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how the old baby talks, you know. Wow. That's what my baby did, <laughs> and they're yeah. proud of you. They're proud of you. Yeah, that's delicious. That is so delicious. You know what I want to ask you. When we come back, because guess what? We're going to come back on a commercial break again. We got to pay these bills. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have a couple of questions that I want. I have a question I want to ask you. And the question when we return is, do you think that the community to or or what do you think that um, the young generation has to learn from the older generation? Because there's always something to learn and vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. You guys, when we come back, we're going to ask that question. And we're going to find out because I heard rumor that Miss Nikki Giovanni had a thug life tattoo. So you guys stay tuned. We're going to we're going to have all of that information when we come back. Don't you guys go anywhere. We're going to have some more fun. We got lots more questions, too. Okay, stay with us, you guys. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Bringing love, beauty, diversity, and relationship awareness on HRT Radio. Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? 
When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty, and the first to do it globally. Come create value and make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. Get your music heard. Get your music heard. Get your music heard. On HRT Radio Rotation. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Keep listening to The Elder's Tribute of Historical Figures Interview For Enduring, Sacrificing, and Motivating you guys yes if you guys are missing the show you guys are late oh my goodness we have the miss nikki giovanni author speaker teacher activist educator the list goes on and before we went on a break i said i was going to ask her you know because i heard in social media that miss nikki giovanni had a tattoo and the tattoo <laughs> said thug life yep you do miss G- <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You know, when um, when when Tupac uh, was murdered, and yes. uh, he was shot, as you recall, on a um, uh, that that Friday, and mm-hmm. he died that th- that following Thursday. And I was my mother was still with me then; she was still alive. And I said to mommy, "I think I think I'll get a uh, I think I'll go get a a uh, a tattoo." And mommy, you know, she's a conservative. I mean, not, you know, mm-hmm. conservative, not Republican, but she was like, oh, my God. And I said, I think I'm going to run it down the, the side of my face. And I could see her going like, oh, my God. And, and she finally was, she said, well, you know, Nikki, if you run it down the side of your face, you won't be able to see it. I said, oh, you're right. I said, I took out, I'll put it on my arm. She said, well, OK. And she, she said what you said. Well, why were you doing that? And I said, well, I want Afeni Shakur to know that somebody cares. To lose wow. your child is a terrible, terrible thing. You know, they're what I call the two Bs. We birth you and you bury us. And, and that's mm-hmm. the way that's supposed to go. And to lose your child is so terrible. And I just wanted Afeni to know that as a mother, I, I cared. Tupac would be a year younger than my son. And I just mm-hmm. wanted her to know that... Um, that, that, that we cared, that somebody cared. And I don't mean somebody, because I think a lot of people. I know that now, you know, Vanessa Bryant knows mm-hmm. that everybody cares because they filled up the, the uh, auditorium, the, the uh, 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 place where Cobra used to play. They, everybody's wearing uh, number 24. And she lost mm-hmm. her son, her, uh, excuse me, her, her husband and her daughter. And she, she knows that everybody, uh, everybody poured their hearts out to her. But I think when Tupac got killed, I don't think that Afeni got that, that kind of support. So as a mother, 
I wanted to be able to just show I care, that I, I know what it must be, or I feel I know, because I don't know. I'm, I'm fortunate I have not lost my son. But I said, I, I just want you to know my heart is going out, too. And so I have, a, a, it's on my arm. What was funny is that I live over here in the mountains. And mm-hmm. so I went, I went into, uh, there's a place called Alex's. And I went to Alex's because it was the only tattoo joint that I, I knew. And I, I'm going, I'm the only black woman in there, and everybody's looking at me. You know, when I walked in, the whole place just went quiet. And uh, <laughs> Alex came over, and he, he said, uh, may I help you? I said, I, I, I'd like a, a, a tattoo. And he said, uh, of course, because he's got a wall pulled. He said, which one would you want? I said, I would, I would, like, uh, I would like the one that, that, I would like thug life. I wanted to say thug life. And he looked at me for a minute. He said, well, you don't look like a thug. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm a thug. I, I'm going to always be a thug. And he said, well, okay, let's design one. You said <laughs> so that to him. Oh, my Yeah, I'm a thug. And I'd rather be a thug than to be with Adam. <laughs> and, and, and for people to, I mean, Tupac was so important. He, yeah. he, and he will live on in, in, in history. Tupac Shakur yeah. will live on. And yeah. so I was, yeah. um, I just wanted his mother to know that. Oh, you told him I am a thug. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is that is historical. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you this because you have seen, you've seen things, right? And what is one of the most proudest things that you've seen being Nikki Giovanni? What's one of the most proudest things? Uh, I think probably just, and I was not there, but oh. The, the first time that uh, uh, Martin Luther King and, 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 and John Lewis and, and, and all of them and, and someone tried to walk across the bridge and just seeing that there was, it was just so brutal. I think that was just, just horrible. I mean, it just, it's it still, you know, and John Lewis was my classmate at this university and to mm. see uh, 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 a sheriff or whatever he was, policeman, just hit him in the head like that and you know practically uh not practically did sort of crack his head open that was just that that was just horrible it was it was just horrible wow and you witnessed that so that oh yeah because at that time it was live live footage yeah it was live footage yeah and uh i'm so and i'm sending uh, love out through you to to john because you know john has pancreatic cancer which he announced and Mm. we know that to be um a serious uh disease you know my yeah. sorority sister, Aretha Franklin, who is also a Delta, Aretha had pancreatic cancer. and mm. uh, But she lived with it for 10 years, so we all laughed. We who knew it, Aretha were laughing and said, you know, she had pancreatic cancer. And, you know, Jesus called and said, Ree, you know, I'm going to give you pancreatic cancer because we need some music in heaven. And Ree said, no, I'm busy. Call me in a couple of years. And so <laughs> she has lived with it. <laughs> and she lived 10 years with, with pancreatic cancer which is very unusual, you know. But yes. I, I can see, you know, Jesus called her because he wants some music, but she's like, no, I'm busy. Call me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Miss Aretha Franklin, I think she was, wait a minute, was she a Pisces? Somebody told me that she was a Pisces. I don't know. I have to do my research. But, but yeah, she yeah. did have that. And she did live with it for, for a minute. I think yeah. well, a lot of people even years, forgot yeah. she had it. Yeah. 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 She just went on about her business. So, you know, you had to, you know, you can see it now. Jesus called called it. You know, and she's I'm busy, mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. that Queen Elizabeth, you know, the second that Queen Elizabeth, she, you know, God called her, and she said, "No, nah, you know, I'm I'm not. I got to get this all straightened out." Okay, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, okay. So then we we talked about one of the most, you know, 
uh, proudest things you've seen? What about one of the most horrific things you've seen? I, I don't know. It, it all can be very sad. And it's mm-hmm. not what I've seen. You know, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, who was also my sorority sister, she was a Delta. Uh, I'm a, a Delta Sigma Theta sorority. She was oh. a Delta also. And uh, when, when Fannie Lou worked all of Mississippi, which was very dangerous, as you know, and created the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party and got a bus, which you know to be very expensive for those people, sharecroppers, and took it to took it over to Atlantic City and so that uh she could make her case for uh for Lyndon Johnson because Jack Kennedy had been killed. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, we should be seated and Lyndon tried to find a uh a, a, a compromise. And uh I'll always remember that Fanlu said, you know, he offered her two seats and said, we'll work it out for next election. And she said, I didn't come here for no two seats. And um, she went, they got on the bus and went back to Mississippi. And they took her off the bus and just beat her. And mm. I, I I just find that in, 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 incredible. I just find it incredible. And everybody, mm. you know, they're always talking about we're white supremacists. Well, if you are so supreme, why can't you stand up and say, that's what I did? Yeah. Why, why, why don't why, the men who beat Fannie Lou Hamer, why don't they stand up and say, yeah, I, I did that. I'm proud of it. They, mm. they, they're not proud of it. It's like the Ku Klux Klan. They're not proud of being Klan members. That's why they hid their faces. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And and when, when you're proud of something, we, we who were black, had, we didn't have guns. We didn't have anything. We put our suits on. We put our Sunday best on. And we went out and marched. He said, this, this is who I am. Look at me. But but what the what the white people were doing they were they were hiding they were like well I don't want anybody to see who I am well we we know who you were by looking at your shoes mm-hmm. mm mm by looking at your shoes whoa that's deep that one yeah 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 mm-hmm. so why do you think it's such a beautiful thing really to be a black American well I I, I think it's <laughs> I just don't know anybody on planet Earth that's any better and what mm-hmm. we've given to planet Earth you're talking about we're talking about hip hop at one point as we've gone on, but the music of this planet, third planet from the yellow sun, mm-hmm. of planet Earth comes from Black Americans. Mm-hmm. And if we had not gone through what we went through, we could not have created that song. But mm-hmm. that's the song. Our song is the song you hear all over the planet. I don't care where you are or where you go, because they're rapping in China, they're rapping in Brazil, <laughs> wherever you yeah. are, you will hear the yeah. sound of Black Americans. I, I think it's wonderful, and of course we're great cooks. <laughs> so you know, what, what more can if you get good music and good food? What more do you want? <laughs> what What more do you want? Seriously, <laughs> but no, you are absolutely right, and. It is really amazing to see because I remember when hip hop started in the 70s. You guys, you guys know I'm a 70s baby. And um, I was breakdancing at a young age. You know, this is way before I became a professional dancer. And um, I was literally looked upon really bad, you know, from white people dancing Uh like that. And now that my son is here and I'm looking at his generation eat up hip hop. And R and B music too, right? And blues. Oh, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. It's well, amazing. Go, go back to, to the watch. jazz age. Go back to the jazz age, to the twenties, right? Yeah. We have a king, King Edward of England, gave up his throne because they said because he was in love with Wallace Simpson. I don't know anything about that, but I know that when he came to America, 
and he was introduced to the jazz age. All he wanted to do was listen to our music, and he wanted to learn how to dance. And that's what we gave him. So he gave up his throne to come here so that he could learn how to dance. Wow. Look at that. (laughs) Look how important that is. So what do you think, Miss Giovanni, what do you think that this generation, like, you know, this young generation has to learn from the generations that came before them? I have an idea. I want to know what you, you know, what you think. Well, first of all, as I said earlier, and I I do, I I sincerely uh, am am, am proud of your generation. And I think Mm -hmm. that any, anybody would be proud because you all have continued to, to move, um, to move forward. I hope that what we have given you is strength in yourself. I hope mm-hmm. that we have, we, and I say we because I mean my generation, mm-hmm. has taught you to believe in yourself. And I see a lot of that. I, I, I see it. You know, I, I, I watch what you youngsters are doing. I watch uh, my good friend Kwame Alexander, and I taught Kwame, and he has taken children's literature. He writes, he, he does YA, young adult. And he has taken that to a whole nother level. Now everybody is writing in, 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 in poetry. Everybody, the novels are coming in poetry. Mm-hmm. And then our good friend, who I love so much, Renee Watson, is also, you know, Renee is from Portland, Oregon. She's from out there. I didn't teach Renee. But Renee has taken what she learned from Kwame. And, and they're changing how we write. Well, writing is something that I know. So I'm very, very proud to be a part of, of helping that generation have their, their their strength in themselves to say this is what I want to do and I don't care what other people have to say about it I don't care what other people think but you know you said you're a dancer well yeah. you know how many people told Josephine Baker oh girl you can't be dancing nobody's gonna watch some black woman dance so she Ooh. said well if you don't want to watch it here I'm gonna go there she went to Europe didn't she Yes, she did. Yes, she did. You guys, we got to pause right there. Oh, my goodness, it's getting heated. Here we go. You guys, we're coming up on tunes again, these commercials. Sometimes you love them, but you hate them, too, simultaneously. You guys will be right back with more from our elder, Miss Nikki Giovanni, author, speaker, teacher, activist, educator. We know that that list goes on, right? Stay with us. We got more to talk about. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, home to the best positive disruptors. Need relationship advice? Get proven strategies and techniques. Submit your letter and get notified when your letter is answered. Send your letter to Dear Daiya. Your Relationship Column. This is a 30 seconds message. An important message for HRT listeners. Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, bringing you information your parents, friends, and regular doctors can't tell you. Join us every Thursday for life-changing information brought to you by our guest. Learn from positive disruptors. Get proven strategies. Subscribe. And text HRT Radio to 31996 and never miss another show. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daiya Six. Keep listening to True History. Your history. 
Our History The Elders Tribute of Historical Figures Interview Because we don't have dreams these days How the hell can you have a dream? For what? Well, it isn't so, so everybody's, everybody's jiving But let's jive on that level If I love you, I can't lie to you of course you can lie to me, and you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. Let Billie Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course, All of right, course I you'll lie to me, because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you, you the must. Way I treat him. You must. Because I've caught, the, I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come home and I catch hell. Because I love you, I get least of you. I get, I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man? For 10 years, so that we can get a child on his feet that says, yeah, father smiled at mother. He talked to me about school today who cares that you can read or can't read most americans can't read most people can't read they look at the pictures you're right they do look at the pictures <laughs> and when i heard that i said none of this information anything that came out your mouth isn't old or outdated as of today and when i first saw that i think i had to be maybe about 17 18 years old and I said to myself, what did she mean? Because, you know, I've always been a love child, Miss Giovanni, right? And, and and I always used to say to myself, you know, if I ever get to meet or speak with Miss Nikki Giovanni, I'm going to have to ask her these questions. So for over 25 years, I've had these questions for you. <laughs> you, you, you know, so are you ready? You ready for this question? Because you know what? You you talk about love a lot. So I was like, what does she mean? Or what does she mean when she said, of course you can lie to me? Because when I saw, you know, the interview, I was like, I would never lie to my husband or someone I claim to love or, or the father of my child. Like, you know, like those were the thoughts that went through my head, through my mind then. So I want to ask you, Miss Giovanni. When you said to Mr. Baldwin, of course you can lie to me, what exactly did you mean by that? I mean, exactly that. Oh, honey, that was a great breakfast. Mm. The other morning for breakfast, because I've been uh, worried about losing weight, but uh, today is uh, that I'm talking to you is Thursday. But for Monday breakfast, I had hog mug and, and, uh, and, and grit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If my grandmother, that's the truth. I've been eating a lot of fat because I, I don't want to lose any weight. If my grandmother had cooked that for my grandfather, I'm sure it would have driven him crazy. But mm-hmm. he would have said, oh, Louvenia, that's a great idea. That's delicious. And that would have been a lie, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or when she got dressed for Sunday, going to church and had on a dress that, that he couldn't afford a new one. And she put it on and, 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 and put a bow or something on. And he, he would say to her, oh, baby, you look so nice in that dress. You really look good. That was a lie. Mm-hmm. So my point with Jimmy was, why are you going to smile at people you don't like? And you won't smile at me. 
lying to me. But there's a wonderful uh, 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 play, speaking of August Wilson, it's called um, uh, Fences. And when he comes home from work and he's saying to her, you know, I have fallen in love with another woman. She makes me feel good. And I just, I, I, I can't give her up. And, and her, his wife is looking at him. She said, you know, after all these, all these years, you're telling me what? That you've been lying to me? Well, he said, you just don't make me feel the same way. She said, you, you, you think that, that I wasn't lying to you? You think it was fun <laughs> living with you all these years? Wow. And I thought, yeah, that, oh, is a great, uh, it's just a great uh, place. It really is. But she's right. You, you think every Friday night when I tell you, oh, baby, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, I'm not lying? <laughs> of course mm. I'm lying. But I want you mm. to feel good. I want you to understand that somebody cares about you. I, I, um, I think it's, uh, Pence is fabulous, by the way. But mm. we all lie to each other about some things. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're not, we're not uh, going into anybody's business. I'm just saying it's the little things. And it's why I like the blues, by the way. And one of the things that I really like, uh, Jimmy and I weren't talking about it, was uh, the, the, the black men, you know, were sharecroppers. This, this is a blues or like a sharecropper song anyway. And when he comes in from work, he says to her, you know, and, and I'm sure somebody must have heard that, put on your red dress, baby, because we're going out tonight. Now, during that time, that songs like that were being sung, he might not have come home. He, he might have been lynched because we know there was a lot of lynching going on. A lot of ugly mm-hmm. things were happening. But for mm-hmm. that moment, he's saying, put on your red dress, baby, because we're going out tonight. And to, to, to make her feel, you know, you can't imagine what she looked like. We know that she didn't take a shower every day like you and I do. We know right. she didn't get to brush her teeth every day like you and I do. She didn't get to go to, to get her nails done like you and I do. Mm. But he's telling her, it's all right. You put on that red dress. Mm. I love it. Oh, I my love God. It. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. You just make my mind boggle. Mm, mm, mm. You have, you know what, Miss Giovanni, you have good taste. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, no, you really do. You really have good taste. Um, you've had good taste ever since you've been in the public's eye. You know, even when I read your poems, you know, like, um, oh, my God, beautiful black man. Oh. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Your 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 love poem book though, I fell in love with. Okay. And <laughs> when you. I tell you I was just reading that stuff, you know, anytime something makes me frown when I'm by myself, <laughs> you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And your book make me frown. And you know, another one, uh, oh, you were gone. Okay. When I so when I read that poem, you were gone. Uh, oh my god, I felt the I felt abandoned. Like some of my abandonment issues came. You know what I mean? Um, when it comes to relationships, when it came to relationships, like, oh my God, you know, those times where I felt like that someone let me down, you know what I mean? Oh my goodness. And that's a short, and that, in that poem there, um, you were gone. It's very short, but it had such a huge impact on how you delivered it on paper. I was just like, (laughs) oh my God, it made me, you know, it made me frown. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's, 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 but you know what you should, the general today's generation needs to hear more of you, you know, um, no, they, no, 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 no. They really, really do because you have, not only can you bring 
the information that you were brought up on, but you haven't went blind to what's going on today. And a lot of elders sometimes will just take a seat back and just go, okay, yeah, those were my days is, you know, I don't need to do anything else. But, you know, and, and, and the way that you come across to me is, you know, but maybe this has a part to do too, because you, you're an educator. You've always been an educator. You're still educating, you know? So you, you, you know, you're not null and void. You're, you're not dull. And I don't see any shape or, or, or any way of, um, I don't see any t- any any time frame of you slowing down. You know what I mean? And that's what attract that's what's attractive about you to me. And I hope as I get older and I experience more in life that first I have the agility to keep up the way you have. And I continue want to, you know, learn and 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 you know continue to educate versus being sorry for society or even being sorry for myself and forfeiting, you know, because I don't think I came here to forfeit and you're showing in your way of work, you know, and this paper trail that you're leaving that you didn't come here to forfeit as well. So how do you keep your agility? Well, you know, it, it, uh, I, I, I think it's a good idea to be alive. So I'm going to recommend that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But mm-hmm. I also... I really like being old. I, I think that one of the nicest things that happens to anybody is you get to be about 50 years old. And then you get to really sit down and think things through it in another kind of way. Because when you're younger, you think that, uh, and, and we all do, you think, oh, I can, I can, I can make things change. I can, I can change the world. And I have to laugh. I was talking to a group of high school kids and I said, you know, and what I've learned, of course, is, is that I may never change or not make. I won't change the world. But my job is to make sure that the world doesn't change me, that I don't become something I don't want to be. I don't I don't do uh, uh, Facebook and I don't do a lot of the electronic things because you listen to that stuff and it makes you crazy and you start mm-hmm. to hate yourself. And mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. You want to wake up in the morning and say, okay, good day. I woke up. Now I'm going to see what I can learn or what I can do or who I can help. And it's not what you 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 uh, give. It's also what you learn to take. And you have to let people love you. And that that can be difficult. That can be yeah. more difficult than learning to love people, because mm-hmm. you have to then if if you let somebody love you, then you have a responsibility. And so you try to work these things out. How can I how can I be who they? I have a, 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 a in my car. I have a pillow. And it says, I want to be the kind of person my dog thinks I am. <laughs> I think that's uh, <laughs> and you know, your dog adores you. I love that ad. It's on TV, uh, Viola Davis. That uh, is Viola so Davis. cute. Well, you know yeah. what? This is We're coming up on the end, so I have to ask you the, one of the most important questions that I've, um, that I've always wanted to ask you. And that is, if you had one mic and the whole world was listening, what would you want to tell them? Oh my goodness, um, probably that our ancestors told us to always lean on the everlasting arms. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't let anybody take away your love of God. Mm-hmm. Just don't let that happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping your eye on the prize. Yes, oh, yeah. ma'am. That's a lot. And I think, oh, and look how simple that was. That was so it's simple. It's important, though. 
Because people yeah. try to take your religion away from you. And, you know, there's an old song, I've been built and I've been scorned, I've been talked about, sure as I've born. Ain't gonna lay my religion down, children. I ain't gonna lay my religion down. And I, I, I believe that. I, I think it's so important that you not let somebody take away what you know got your people through the last 400 years. Oh, my goodness. You guys heard that from our elders, you guys. We are, the time yeah. is up. Miss Nikki Giovanni, listen, if you want to come back, I, listen, I think the... <laughs> We didn't get enough of you. I know I didn't. I didn't get enough of this lady. Okay, you guys. This is why we had to have her on the show. You guys, if you miss any of the other shows with Gladys Mae West, um, Harriet Tubman's biographer, you guys know Matt Norman came on to, to the show representing Pete Norman. All of this for the historical figures, um, the eldest tribute of historical figures interview that we did for 2020. Listen, and I have to ask you, Miss Giovanni, do you approve this message that you sent out to our listeners today? This is Nikki Giovanni, and I approve this message. Hey, she approved. I approve. We approve. You guys, see you later. Bye. I'm wishing everybody love, peace, truth, justice, and freedom. Until next time, here comes to oh, Join us next so week, much, same time, same place, as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face -face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Also, search for Healthy Relationship Talk Radio on Spreaker, iTunes, Facebook, and iHeartRadio. Get videos, live shows, and member access of HRT Community by visiting hrtradio.com.